Hi, I'm Jamila, and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a Boy Monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. Welcome! Today I'm talking to Nanya from the craft scene of Londoner, and we're covering growing up in Tottenham, starting your own craft market, and where to get the best takeaway, and maybe another thing or two. Okay, Nonia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. What's your connection to Tottenham? So my connection to Tottenham is the fact that I've lived here um, my whole life, with the exception of university. Um, I won't tell you how many years that's been, because otherwise I'd be giving away my age. But I've been here for, um, for a number of decades, um, more than... I ballpark it around 40 de sorry four decades I've been living in Tottenham so um Tottenham is very very dear to my heart <laughs> okay how would you say then so you've seen a lot of changes over the decades um yeah. <laughs> what would you say what what is noticeable to you I would say that okay so yeah over the years we've definitely noticed a change in terms of the um the groups of people who have moved out, the groups of people who have moved in, but also in terms of what is now on offer within the area. So Tottenham, unfortunately, has always been very, very, very multicultural, multi-diverse. And I like to call it um, a colourful hot melting pot. That is Tottenham. How, um, so, you know, in terms of, and also my heritage is Nigerian. So in terms of, you know, wanting to trust certain um, special items, which perhaps, you know, 30, 40 years ago, that was, it would not have been a possibility for my mum, for my dad, at least, you know, in Tottenham present day, you could virtually walk into any um, kind of like supermarket, mini market, supermarket even, and you can find various products which you may have perhaps eaten in your native country and you can find them here, which is like fantastic. Obviously we've seen a lot of developments take place in the area in recent years. Um, some have been positive direction, Some I believe is question. I believe are questionable. For example, I like to see the sky. <laughs> okay. It's not very pretty to have like various high-rise buildings in recent years. So that's one thing which I I'm not particularly kind of pleased about, especially when you can remember how it was and like what it looks like now. So um, that's one thing which I don't particularly agree with. But um, you know, providing housing is affordable truly affordable then all is well but um unfortunately in most cases you know there will still be groups of people who will be um marginalized penalized because they cannot afford these beautiful apartments that are springing up left right and center yeah so you said um university you would have gone out of Tottenham so it gives you a, a slightly different perspective then as well looking back was it um what what did you realize when you first started university that maybe things you had taken for granted growing up in Tottenham and suddenly it wasn't the one thing I did really appreciate about living in growing up and living in Tottenham is again the, the diversity now I went to the university in Leeds and Leeds back in the 2000s so basically, I found that it was very, it was very odd living in Leeds myself personally. And I felt that there was a lot of segregation. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because literally all my friends were like, you know, up until from like, from nursery, up until, I don't know, college, my friends have been from all over the place, simply because you had a variety of different nationalities living in the area. Okay, I went to, um, to college outside of 
outside of Tottenham. But again, that was in West London, which, which meant I was open to even like a wider variety of people. And so um, living in, I, I used to call it, I used to live in a bubble up, up until the age of 19. I went to university when I was 19. As far as I'm concerned, I lived in, in a bubble because everyone lived together. Everyone got on really, really well. And that was pretty much it until I got to Leeds. And I was kind of like, wow. So you have literally one group of people sticking together, another group of people sticking together. And then even the international students stuck together. And I was kind of like, well, I actually really truly don't fit in anywhere because this is completely, literally, it was foreign to me. I was not used to being in that kind of, that, that sort of environment. Um, so one thing, I was, I was very grateful when I returned, when I would um, visit London. And it was just the fact that um, I would see different groups of people basically interacting and engaging with each other. Um, when I went to university, it was definitely, definitely segregated. And I was kind of like, wow, this is really, I, and I was in 19 at the time I thought this is not healthy <laughs> this is really really not healthy and um but I suppose to some degree it was it was um an, a learning learn experience for some people because so I had I do recall one housemate who um who basically confided that I was the first real life black person that he had had any interaction with so he was a year below me so he was 18 and um and I initially I was kind of like wow this is so like this is so strange kind of thing you've gone like you've had 18 years on this earth and this is your first interaction with a black person um and I just thought okay and I think that was one of one of the few situations that made me very very grateful okay. the other thing I was thinking is obviously if you've grown up here you have seen Tottenham from different perspectives so one time as a student so what mm -hmm. because I feel like education is um an interesting concept in in Tottenham or in Herringay because I feel yeah. schools are actually quite segregated when I was taking the bus um to work I don't mm -hmm. work in, in in Herringay I do feel it's it's it schools seem more segregated and don't seem as mixed as 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 the overall population is that well do you think that's true or well okay it's hard to say really and truly um because I'm no longer, I'm not, I'm no longer in a situation where I attend school, so I have this clear observation. However, um, you know, I believe that there are probably some truth to what you just, or some, some, um, not, which not school, truth, not which truth. school did you go to? I went to um, St. David, primary school went to Lancasterian, um, and secondary school went to St. David, St. David's and St. Catherine's, mm -hmm. although for locals it was called D&K. Although oh. now, okay, finally, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I believe it's called Greg City Academy now. Yeah. Greg City Academy now, but um, so that's why I went to school. But then I also went to another one in Enfield as well. Okay, so um, I do have confidence that there are some good schools in Tottenham. I don't know if it's always best to base one's opinion off um, from the Ofsted reports. Because obviously you don't know until you actually get into the school, you get a feel for the school. Again, it's been, it's been a number of years since I was in a Tottenham-based school or a Herringay-based school for that matter. But in terms of um, some of the controversies which we've learnt in recent weeks, recent months, namely one of the Harris Academy's um, secondary schools, who um, it was noted that the number of expulsions was very dis disproportionate towards black boys I mean, 
I look at some primary schools that I go past and it's very mixed or I look at others and that, again another Harris Academy primary primary school and even if you look at those statistics and they declare this themselves it's very skewered and I find that's quite quite unusual considering the very kind of multi and diverse area in which we live. Have people surprised you the last year and have you noticed any changes or shifts in the community? Have people surprised me? Not as such. One thing I have noticed, though, is that there are more generous people than perhaps we would have suspected to begin with. For example, when you know the, the, the start of COVID happened last year and it was a case of new groups were popping up all over like social media in order to provide support, assistance, collect medication, to collect one's groceries. That was really nice. And, um, and that that was a true sign of like everyone pulling together. So that was that was definitely something which struck me. And I kind of thought, well, that's, that's actually really, really nice. And everyone's just trying to, to help each other, trying to make the most out of the situation. So that was quite nice. I was, I kind of feel as though people may have, I don't know, people may have kind of developed stronger relationships, particularly those with children, those with young children, because sometimes you just want to scream <laughs> um, and you, or you want somebody, you know, out there who can like, who can um, appreciate what you're going through. And so um, that was definitely, I would say, just found within a couple of, a couple of the uh, mum groups that I'm in. One of the mum groups I'm in actually is a, is a WhatsApp group. I think the way how we can like dealt with COVID, et cetera, the, the events of the past year, sorry, is we have a WhatsApp group and it's purely for memes and, you know, jokes and whatnot. Only coronavirus related. Some people might think it's a little bit warped, but honestly, sometimes you need to find the lighter side of things. And, you know, I, I think it's been quite entertaining because when you're feeling a bit crappy, you know, you, you look at all the messages and some of the depressing, here's an article, everyone's going to die. And then here's this group where it's kind of like, you know, certain images, certain captions, certain videos, you know, they are literally laugh out loud because they are, they are hilarious. So I really do um, appreciate that WhatsApp group <laughs> of parents just kind of like, you know, laying it on thick with the, uh, the memes, yeah. etc. It's good. I feel like this last year has been um, raising the profile of local businesses and people wanting to be more involved um, yeah. with, with local businesses. Yeah. Now that's actually what you are all about. Can you tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. the Crafty North Londoner? What is it? What, how did it come about? Yep. Okay. So the Crafty North Londoner, otherwise known as Crafty Nolo, because I appreciate Crafty North Londoner is a very, very long name. Um, but obviously from North London, so I've got to do my bit. But basically um, <clears throat> the Crafty North Londoner it came about because I make jewellery. I've always made jewellery, um, but I suppose to sell not until a few years ago. So basically, um, I would apply for loads of markets, and as a jewellery maker, that that market is 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 oversaturated, which is quite disappointing at times. But it's fine. So basically, you know, after so after applying to markets and not receiving any positive kind of like you no know, um, or successful notifications, get to a point where it's kind of like, well, I now need to perhaps create my own platform in order to sell my items, and actually 
all others who are also finding themselves in the, themselves in the same position. So that's how Crafting North London came about. It was simply to create a platform where I could sell my, my jewellery, but also those, again, the other, other makers in the area could also sell their, their products regardless of what they make. In the beginning, I was definitely more kind of drawn to those who had faced a lot of rejection from other market organisers because sometimes you do need like your foot in the door in order to have that, um, I don't know, the story behind you. So when you do go onto next market, they can see documentation, they can see, um, you know, images from a previous market, etc. And I think it's quite confidence boosting as well. It was always a personal criteria, not, not a personal objective rather, that I would accept at least 50% of those who are new businesses to basically come and trade at the market, just to kind of give them an extra boost, which is what we all need every now and again. And since then, I have gone on to produce quite a few pop-up markets, both um, in Tottenham, in Wagreen, in Hackney. And I've also produced pop-up shops, again, in Tottenham and in Hackney. Last year was, was a bit of a blow because I was going to branch out into other areas. And then... Um, how, sorry, can I just um, ask, how long have you been going with, with Crafting of Londoner? Um, since 2017. You said you had quite a few pop-ups and markets. What was one of your happiest memories or one of where you're proud of, where you're like, yeah... I think, okay, I'm proud of all of them, obviously, but I think um, the one which I was most proud of was my first one. So that was a Christmas market, so in 2017, and it was all kind of like rushed to put together simply because I had the idea in my head that I just want to do it. And so I was kind of like, okay, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I was like, crap, and I've actually got to find people who want to participate oh actually no I need a venue <laughs> so <laughs> it was all quite rushed and but that was I think that was like my my, my best my proudest moment just knowing that I could that I was able that I could actually I think I was there it was in Tottenham Town Hall yeah that's right yeah 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 my that's I really love Tottenham Town Hall I love I love beautiful old buildings I love them to bits and so um where I can I've always tried to use um interesting buildings just because it's not just like you obviously you come to see the market but then you also get to wander and explore a new building for example one of the markets I held was in the green rooms hotel in the um the large function room upstairs and it's so cool because take the lift upstairs it's a very 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 old kind of retro style lift to go upstairs and like to come down take the stairs the stairs actually wind around the lift And it's the original tile um, tiling work that was there from when I believe the building used to be the old electricity company, like back in the day. But so you've got the, you still have the original tiles, etc. Um, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the beautiful floors as well. So um, I love the Green Rooms Hotel. Like, yeah. And you said <laughs> um, that you have dreams or you had dreams before COVID hit um, to branch out. So what, what are the, the future plans? Well, future plans is that at the end of May, I will organize another pop-up shop. But the pop-up shop will, in fact, the full name of the pop-up shop is Made in Harringay, Curated by Crafty Nolo. <laughs> so forgive me. And basically, um, that particular project will take place from the end of May until the end of July. And um, the location is the mall, we're green. So I have a little pop-up shop there for about nine, 10 weeks. So I'm very, very excited because not only will it be a shop, 
It will also be um, a place where one could learn a craft. And so I will I will be on hand to uh, to teach my um, my woven necklace craft, um, my woven necklace necklaces, or um, to produce a um, a plant hanger, an air plant hanger using macrame um, technique. And also one of my objectives, which is very 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 dear to my heart, is to provide learning workshops, but ones where parents of young children can bring their children with them, because as a as a mum, my son is now a little bit older, but as um, a mum and having a, a young child, you know, we'll have dreams, aspirations of, of becoming an entrepreneur, a business person, etc. But sometimes, you know, the sessions which take place might take place fantastically during school times. So you're able to, you know, it won't um, conflict with drop off or pick up of other children. However, if you have a young baby, then you might um, that might um, present a barrier to actually learning the various know-how and steps in order to run a successful business. So um, one of the again one of my personal kind of goals is to provide at least three sessions where parents can bring their young child with them and they can learn various whatever the topic might be that day. Then they can basically sit in the workshop and basically learn from the workshop. I do have. A very good friend of mine, Lucinda of um, Live Methodical, she will be hosting a productivity session, which I think will be fantastic for, again, for parents, for working parents or for parents who have young children at home, because she will break down, you know, how to utilise your, your time and be more productive. So I'm very definitely looking forward to that. I mean, that's obviously open to everybody, but should you have a young child, then you're welcome to bring your young child as well, just because that we shouldn't have barriers to success and I think that's one barrier which could be easily broken down nice. and where can people find out more about this follow my social media um, social media handles which are all basically crafty nolo <laughs> then you'll be able to find out more information okay and are you still looking also for people to maybe present their own work or run workshops or is this just for people who want to um, participate in those workshops Okay, so this is for both. So basically, if you are primarily Haringey based, i.e. you either um, live in Haringey or you're or you operate your business from outside of sorry, from Haringey, then um, initially you are invited to exhibit your work in the pop-up shop. A limited number of spaces will be allocated to those who are not from Haringey, just because, as everyone knows from the get-go. I've always been about inclusivity and I hate to exclude people. So um, a small portion will be allocated to those who, who do not have any um, business dealings or reside in the borough of Haringey. So basically, if you would like to um, participate in the in the participate in the shop, then you're welcome to fill in the application form, which can found which can be found on um, my bio on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> If you would like to um, to visit our shop and to learn of what activities, also what, what craft workshops will be available and also what business briefings and talks will be available, again, just follow us on Instagram. So the top tip mm -hmm. section, where do you think people should go and explore in Tottenham? Okay, so I would say go and explore the parks that we have in Tottenham. I know some of them, some of them might look a bit sketchy. However... Don't explore because we have so many of them. We are really, really, really fortunate as a local area of Tottenham, but also as a borough to have as many open parks as we do. We are very, very fortunate. Um, 
my mum, for example, been here for donkeys, like donkeys years. And the first time she went into Downhills Park was last year. And it was kind of like, mummy, you need to go and explore more. She was like, oh, I never knew this. She was, no, she was, she was like, oh, I've never been here before. She was like, oh, it's very pretty. Because there's like a little garden area. Yeah, the Rose Garden, and- yeah. That's right, yeah. And so she went, she walked along there, she sat down. And I think this is this is when the weather was really, really good as well. So I think that that perhaps um made everything seem like so much more romanticized, etc. But she loved it. And I would say definitely consider shopping in one of the small businesses, the small independent businesses, not necessarily the new ones that have popped up, but the ones that have been here for years and years and years as well. I know some of them might not look particularly aesthetically pleasing from the outside however when you do go inside you're going to find like a treasure of like so many things like a treasure trove it's brilliant it's fantastic yeah don't just look at all the sparkly ones because some of the ones which have been here a little bit longer they do tend to carry a lot more products which you perhaps you may may have not thought they would so Mm -hmm. they are definitely little gold mines well what about theater the Bernie grand center do you ever go there Food and actually is good. Oh my god, um, Gina, she, like her food is really, really, really good. Like I would literally walk to go get my lunch and then walk back home again, <laughs> just because I was just kind of like, I want something kind of hearty, and it was nice because I could combine the West African jollof rice with the West Indian um, curry goat or something. So I was getting best best of both worlds. So that was quite nice. Um, I do recommend her recommend her food. The ladies at Dan Hills Park, they have definitely sustained my, my belly on more than a number of occasions. The Dan Hills Park Cafe, I do like it there. Food's good and they do cater. Although, albeit limited, they do have like a vegan menu as well, which is quite nice. Um, I do like, I mean, if it's takeaway, then I do like peppers and spice. So it's the Caribbean shop on the high road. They, with, with all the uh, other Caribbean um, shops. But again, peppers and spices like is our kind of staple. And they've been they've been in the area for I don't know, I want to say that maybe twenty five years or something. They definitely nourished our tummies over over the years. But the food there is good, um, and it's not too overpriced either. Priced, I think you can go other places and it'll be a little bit cheaper. But they're consistent in their food. The quality is consistent. The um, the flavour is consistent. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for taking the time and coming through. My pleasure. <laughs> Remember, if you want to find out more, check out Crafty Nolo on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, if you would like to get involved in any of the projects, or if you are interested in what's going on in Wood Green Mall coming at the end of May. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new. And let that Tottenham love grow. Take care and until next time, bye!